take three welcome back to another installment of a thousand splendid ideas i am your lovely and very confused host Coretta. today's just gonna be a little bit of a rant and i don't like to come on here and just rant i like to write and mull over my issues and come on here and try to give you a solution so that you don't have to figure it out the hard way or go through the pain of these things but i can't do that for you today because i don't have the answers yet and i think this is one where the answers are just not going to come anytime soon and that's okay that's realistic that's life but at least i can still come on here and try to make you feel try to help you feel less alone in this this fucked up world so today we're going to be talking about my love life or lack thereof as as a lover girl as a hopeless romantic as an idealist it hurts just a little bit or a lot sometimes it hurts to not have a significant other growing up i didn't get that kind of attention i'm a West African woman in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm not exactly the standard here, even though I'm drop dead gorgeous, but I just didn't get that kind of attention growing up. Not to mention I went to an all girls high school specifically because I wanted to avoid boys because I was, I grew up in a strict household. Like no one was gonna let me do anything anyways. So I was like, let me just mind my business, tend to my books. And I was an introvert anyway, so even though I was seeing literally seventh graders with boyfriends and girlfriends and getting into relationships, I was like, I can barely strike up a conversation with someone of the same gender. Like, it's, it's not going to happen for me. Had my little crushes, didn't do anything about it, minded my business, called it a day. Two of my other friends and I kind of made like a little pact when we turned 18, we are going to start online dating. It was going to be so much fun. We are finally going to get the, like, princess treatment, you know. Yay! So, my little cute little self, you know, got on, got on the dating apps, did the thing, went out with a couple people. I'll just say they were decent and leave it at that. But they very clearly were not into me. And that's okay. And I kind of get it. At that time... I was very cringy. I'm not even gonna lie. I was very cringy. Um, I was doing way too much, saying too much, being too open, had no boundaries. Like we would talk for one day and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm in love, he's the one. Start wedding dress shopping. No, I didn't go that far. I get why that would be too much. So I head to college. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a big girl now do whatever I want, head off to college, like, I'm looking good, hair done, nails done, brain on 1,000, computer science degree, here I come, who was I kidding, but whatever, that was the picture, okay, and I got into my first relationship, it was funny, because one of my goals for that year was to have my first relationship, and it happened, (laughs) <laughs> it happened 
and it absolutely devastated me when it ended. The relationship only lasted three months, but it took me a year and a half to get over it. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. That was not someone that I should have been with. That was not someone that I should have been with at all. I was isolated. I was already depressed before he came into my life. I wasn't talking to my friends, barely to my family. And he just just swooped in at the right time. And um, he started like a pattern for me, I guess. And that also he just conveniently decided, just beautifully, so kindly and respectfully just did not tell me that he had herpes. So I got, I got it. I got it from him. Didn't find out until a month after the relationship ended. So yeah, that's what I got from him. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Bay. Thanks, bestie. Um, I'm carrying your love with me, you know. <laughs> Never forget you. So basically, I wanted to kill myself after that because I was like, well, what's the point now? But do your research. It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's more of a skin infection than anything. So yeah, I was 18, no, 19, 19. Um, you know, pretty much like fresh, fresh to the world. And shot, I, got, I shot down right as I walked in the door. You thought you, thought you were gonna come in here? No, <laughs> no ma'am. Here's a little gift for you. So that was fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I went back to therapy after that, cried a lot, was in my head a lot, but then I kind of just decided, fuck it, like, I'm gonna live my life, I'm, I'm still gonna do all the things that I set out to do in this world, and hence this, this started, this only started because, because of herpes, fun fact, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. So pretty much took a year and a half to focus on myself. Did a lot of internal work, you know. Hit the gym, did yoga, got really creative. Figured out what I actually wanted to do with my life. It was a difficult year and a half, but it was a really good time because I, I really got to know myself at that time. But after a year and a half, it's like, you know, you can love yourself all you want you could have as many amazing friendships as you want but there are, there are different there are different needs that different relationships fulfill and like yeah i can my best friend can buy me flowers and she and i can go to dinner together and then cuddle but like it's just not the same so back to online dating i went yeah yeah and let me just say i did try to meet people organically before I went back to online dating, you know, I took myself out. I went out pretty often. Went to the movies, cafes, restaurants. I guess I could have broadened the, like, the types of places I went to, but like those are the types of places that I go to, you know? That's what I like. Didn't meet anyone. People don't approach me in real life. Like, that's crazy. You guys, actually, that's not true. A couple times. But it just it doesn't happen for me like that. So back to online dating, I went. 
after talking to a few people, conversations that go nowhere. Mm, my fave. Met, met a man. Met a man. A man. Then, like, the first day of talking, he was like, well, let's go grab dinner. I was like, wow. Dinner. Perfect. And it was so much different this time around. I was just different this time around. I was so much better. I was more level-headed, more cool. It was like, if this works out, great. If it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. I'm still an amazing person, etc. I liked him a lot. I was super hyper vigilant. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I was like, you are love bombing me. Like, oh, why are you sitting here? Like, why are you sitting here promising me the world? Like, I know I'm hot, but I just met you, you know? Chill. But yeah, I was just trying to be careful, take my time with things. But of course, I like disclosed that I had good old herps. Um, and that was that was my first time having to disclose it. And it was difficult. It was very difficult. I was very scared. I was very nervous. And I know that he saw that. But he was like, you know what? It's okay. I'd still like to see you. Still like to try to make it work. Etc. Etc. So I paused the profile. Paused my hinge profile. I was like, you and me for life. <laughs> so we literally saw each other like every other day after that. And then this man was like, just out of nowhere just unprovoked like i just asked like a random question i was like what do you want to accomplish this year and he was like i want to build a relationship with you mm, you want to what little old me stop you don't even have to do all that stop it i allowed myself to like him more than i already did because i was like wow he's for real i hope and then like not even a week later he's like i can't do this i can't i'm a wreck I, I keep thinking about it i can't i can't do it but it's fine it's fine but like if you were such a wreck like why did you tell me that you want to build a relationship with me like i didn't ask you to say that you opened your own you fixed your own lips to tell me that why did you feel the need so yeah i held his hands as he broke up with me because I wanted to comfort him. Mm -mm. I was so sick too. Because he invited me to go to his like best friend's wedding with him a couple weeks out. And I just got the dress and the shoes. And I was like, I wanted to try them on so you could see. And he was like, you can still come to... <sighs> I don't even... Anyways, he was like, we can still be friends. So I texted him the next day after thinking about it. I was like, you're right. We should be friends. And we should still go to the wedding. And he ghosted me. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. You keep saying A and then doing Z. Your words and your actions are not matching up. <laughs> What's the issue? You better believe I had a good, good cry after that. Wow. Wow. I hadn't cried that much in a while. I cried it all out. But then I got right back on the horse. I tried to like have my status on my profile that way we could just skip that hurdle like you already come in you already know so let's, let's move on but i was getting a lot less a lot less matches so yeah there were there were quite a few people that i went on dates with because i'm hot duh but then 
the last person that really made his mark on me was this other guy who like came in guns blazing and you know what I should have listened <laughs> to my intuition because he also came in love bombing hard as fuck and I was much much more cautious this time around or at least I tried to be because I I knew the pattern at this point something about me attracts liars that's this that's what love bombers are plainly and simply you're a liar like it was very clear all this man wanted to do was was have sex with me i'm not even gonna lie and i told him i like i told him about my status he was like i don't care he was trying to get all up in it and i said to him listen if all you want to do is have sex we could do that right now and you can forget about this whole relationship stuff like forget about it let's just do this right now and we can both go home and forget about it he's like no it's not like that i mean <laughs> this man he like begged me beg begging be my girlfriend be mine you're mine now don't leave stay you're mine i don't want you seeing anyone else type deal i'll go to paris with you i'll drop everything for you i'm like that's when i knew this man was tripping i was like sure you are that's that's cool that's nice and all i'm gonna act like i believe you oh yay but then like we would just be like watching youtube or something and he would like say stuff like oh my gosh you're gonna have to teach me french or oh my gosh am i do they drive on the left side of the road in france am i gonna have to learn to drive on the left side of the road introducing me to his like his cousin his roommate his best friend and then he just started ignoring me and just acting super distant and you know i may have an anxious attachment style but i'm also very intuitive like i can tell i can tell when you don't want to be around me i can tell when you don't want to talk to me and that's what kills me about these types of people i don't need i didn't ask you to say all these things but here you are i literally told you i'll give you what you want just don't string me along here's what you want on a silver platter and you don't have to do that you don't have to worry about the rest but still no so when he was ignoring me i was like hey we need to talk like just to ask him like what's up and immediately he's like yeah i'm sorry but i can't move to paris with you so i'm breaking up with you i blocked him immediately i didn't ask why i didn't nothing just blocked him immediately because you know what the audacity for you to tell me that you're breaking up with me after two weeks of stringing me along just to get one thing from me you know what i didn't even feel used because like i yeah i wanted i wanted it too i did and it was good it was i'm sorry it was i didn't even mind you know it was a good little refresher <laughs> good little wake-up moment you know they had a good time that's fine but like i blocked him because i i don't want to hear the end of it so then i dated some more people after that but i'm not even gonna lie when i say that i was just down the inside after that point after those two people that i really wanted to work out and it didn't just something about the cold turkey way that things can end 
with people just riles up my abandonment issues so bad that I like fell into a depression again like really deep to the point where I started to think again like maybe I just don't need to be alive right now like like not wanting to like wake up because what's the point not eating because what's the point or eating five meals a day because food is the only thing that's gonna help me feel whole and then I got angry anger and irritability are also symptoms of depression that aren't talked about as often as you know the the like typical crying not getting out of bed and etc I didn't know that till I did the research but I was just angry I was just really just fed up because I feel like I tried this whole this whole dating thing lasted what two months and it felt like those two months totally just erased all of the hard work that I did in terms of my self-worth in that past year and a half I mean because while all of this was going on too there's also like drama with my parents where they pretty much abandoned me and I really do mean abandoned so it was really like a double whammy and so pretty much I ended up also abandoning myself questioning my own self-worth my validity as a human being because why why don't any of them want me what's wrong with me I've done everything right I was open I was honest I was vulnerable I told them exactly what I needed I tried to listen to what they needed but it's like when it, it doesn't even take much to make me happy it doesn't I'm not a complicated person and yet people still manage to fail I don't think all of this would hurt as much if my parents weren't also being terrible people right now Because really, I mean, doesn't it always come back to, to, to the childhood trauma? Doesn't it always, I mean, trying to be perfect, working hard at being loved, feeling like I, you have to be the best version of yourself in order to deserve love, like... I learned that from somewhere. And guess who I learned it from? My mom. If I'm not top of the line, spick and span. Then why should you bother? Why should you bother going above and beyond for me? So... Yeah, I just abandoned myself.
and I cried a lot, and it was really hard. I was just fighting with myself, honestly, to try and regain some sense of sense of what I don't even know just to not feel like shit honestly like I was fighting with myself because I mean you don't work on yourself for a year and a half and come away with nothing like I know I know I know that I deserve love and that there's nothing wrong with me but when you're faced with rejection over and over again especially from your parents it's like maybe there is something wrong with me I mean how could you not question yourself when the literal people that brought you into the world reject you like you made me I am somewhat an extension of you so now that you've rejected me, I'm going around and whether I know it or not, trying to find what I couldn't get from you and someone else. Working hard to get their love and affection just the same way that I did with you. And when it falls through, I'm hard on myself. I think it's all my fault, even though I know that I put in effort, that I did my best. And that's the, the fucked up part is that I'm measuring my self-worth against someone who doesn't even like themselves to begin with. I don't think that anyone who's going around stringing people along, love bombing, lying, using people is happy with themselves and I don't think that any parent who would emotionally abuse and neglect their child is right within their mind like you're not happy with yourself you're not a good person but the, the fucked up part is that that weighs on you so heavily that you don't know what to do with yourself. You, you have a hard time feeling whole. As, as much as you can work on yourself, there are just certain things that that make an impact when they're not present in your life. And eventually that impact won't weigh on you so much, but it makes a difference. I literally felt like I was just like I had no anchor holding me down. 
I wasn't talking to my mom. I wasn't talking to my dad. Like, I'm just... Who do I belong to, pretty much? I'm just walking around here floating aimlessly so yeah all of those traumas just compounded for me and sitting down here today was really difficult for me because I don't want to be vulnerable anymore. I know that people have a right to reject your vulnerability, and that's fine. But constantly opening up to people who don't appreciate it who don't value you it's draining I put effort into everything people hobbies work everything I try pretty hard And it just feels like when I tell you, hey, this is what I need. And I'm so very forgiving and graceful and understanding. People just take advantage of that. And this is not... I always have a hard time saying things like that without feeling like I'm playing some sort of victim, but it's just the fact of life. When you're too nice, people take advantage of you. And that's how I was raised. Like, it all goes back. It doesn't matter what someone does to you. You be respectful. You smile in their face. It doesn't matter if I hate you. You don't get to cry about it. It doesn't matter if I just degraded you verbally. You don't get to be angry. You don't get to cry. You don't get to have an attitude about it. And that's why I've always had such a hard time connecting with anger because... I feel like I look silly when I'm angry. Like, pretty much I invalidate myself because it's like, what do I have to be angry about? That's pretty much how I was conditioned. Yeah, I just hate you and then called you stupid and called you a bunch of names, but what do you have to be angry about? And then it was, I just noticed how angry of a person my mom is. This is very hostile and very 
I don't like to use this word, but aggressive. And I just vowed to not be like her, to not be the stereotypical angry black woman, to be pretty much to not let my traumas win over me and to stay true to myself, you know, like a gentle, kind, loving person. So I haven't really gotten to be angry about a lot of things. I've been very sad, but I haven't. I haven't been angry. I haven't let myself be. And now that it's starting, I really don't know what to do with myself. I don't like to be associated with aggression, but I think about some of my life experiences and I want to find those people and I want to find those people and (laughs) do some really bad things to them. Because how dare you? What kind of a brute does the kind of things that you've done to people? You know, how do you go on living with yourself? And that's just the kind of mentality that I'm going to have from now on. Whenever someone hurts me. How dare you? And I don't I don't really feel like being so nice to people anymore. I don't feel like being so forgiving or graceful anymore. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that don't deserve it. Especially the ones that prove to you over and over again that they don't deserve it. From now on, I'll be quick to block you. You're not going to come in and ruin my day. Not on my premium phone plan as much as it hurts to let some people go it it would hurt even worse to keep them around to keep shrinking yourself until there's nothing left of you so that they can take up more and more and more space. There's not very much of me left to give right now. So I'm back on my healing journey. I don't really know what to make of 
all of this right now. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this anger. Podcasting is very peaceful. It's not exactly releasing the rage, you know. I need to go running or boxing or something. But I think that this will be good for me to learn to cope with the wide array of of emotions that I experience in life. But the good news is that I know that I can overcome it. And I know that you can too. That's that's the only way that we've made it this far. I've been through worse. It's just a matter of getting through it again. And that's all I have for you for today. Thank you for listening.